All right, we are live. Welcome to the Golden Broom Show. I am Tiger King, joined by my co-host. I am the one and only Propellerhead, your Vanderbilt <laughs> Commodore's representative. <laughs> All right, guys, we have a nice show lined up for you tonight. We get to talk about what we saw over the weekend, what to expect this weekend. We get to debut the, the heat streak that we have done every year, but now... We're at that time of the year where we can actually bring it out and show you guys. We've got our Dirty Sock Award to present. We also have our Golden Broom Award to present. So that being said, let's start the show. All right. Well, Chris, I think you earned the opening segment. And you know what? With there being a no-no thrown the other day, let's go ahead and let's let's rep our sponsor in this one. Let them be the one that represents the uh, the no-no. <laughs> so I'm going to throw this out there real quick. One of our sponsors is Row One Brand. They offer authentic sportswear for sports fans. Uh, if you like stuff like the old school logos, uh, they offer that. If you use the code VSP15, uh, you will get 15% off of your first order. Uh, and their items that they present are high quality material. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong if authentic sportswear is your thing. So go ahead and give Row One Brand a... a a look and use that code VSP15 for your uh, 15% discount. And and with that, since I'm graced with the opening, <laughs> um, let's just say a no-no from Vanderbilt was not what I was expecting this weekend <laughs> no, at right? all. <laughs> uh, combined no-hitter with four pitchers. And what makes that significant is uh, Sands the 2020 season, which was ended because of COVID and didn't count toward anybody's eligibility. That makes four consecutive seasons that Vanderbilt pitching has thrown a no-hitter. And what makes it even crazier is there was somebody on the field for the no-hitter Saturday night or Sunday night against Minnesota that has been a part of every single no-hitter of the last four years for Vanderbilt. Really? Yes, sir. That's wild. R.J. Streck, the senior. I've heard that name talked about the, many times. The senior at Vanderbilt. He transferred in from Duke. Was on the 2019 team with Duke when Kumar Rocker threw the 19 strikeout no-hitter. Yeah. So it's crazy how just the metrics behind that thing and who was yeah. involved. It's absolutely insane. That really is insane. I mean, going into the weekend with Vanderbilt too, I, you know, we both, we thought that they would, you know, handle business. But I, if you had told me there was going to be a no-no thrown, I wouldn't have expected it. But the fact that it happened against Minnesota, that's where you can talk a little smack to Bubba right there, I guess. But <laughs> I, I kind of got to leave them alone. That program, B 
beyond Northwestern might be the worst team in college baseball right now. And that it's, yeah. it's sad to see how far that program has fallen in five years. Well, you know, I was actually looking at the schedule for this weekend with Minnesota and they have their most favorable week to date. If there is a time for them to get that first win it is definitely this week and definitely rooting for them. Um, there's a page on uh Instagram is a college baseball page. I, they're pretty new. I really cannot remember the name off the top of my head, but they uh, every week they do like a little like chart and like it'll say like your risers, your drops, your best team of the week, your player of the week, blah, blah, blah. Well, they had the worst team of the week was Northwestern. So I commented and I said, hey, you better watch out. Minnesota's giving them a run for their money. And uh, I really hope that that doesn't end up being the case, but I also hope that Northwestern doesn't stay in that spot either because I really, really want the people that, that quit on that program to uh, – you know, have some mud thrown in their face. So. Right. <laughs> Is that the college baseball central? Uh, yeah. Group on, I follow them on TikTok. Okay. So. Oh, they're okay. I didn't even know they were on TikTok. I've I've actually never seen anything college baseball on TikTok. And, Interesting. And and while we're at it, and we've mentioned college baseball central, uh, one thing people are going to learn about me and Cody is. We don't mind talking about other uh, entities out there that cover the sport of college baseball. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to tell you about In Off the Bench podcast with Jim Cross and Randy Jowers. We're going to tell you about the D1 rankings. We're going to tell you about college baseball newspaper. We're going to tell you about college baseball. Cent- Any other entity that covers the sport of college baseball, we're not afraid to throw their name out there. Sure. Because – we're all after one thing, and that is to grow the game of college baseball. 100%. I, I want everybody to do good in this. I want to see college baseball be the most watched sport there is. I mean, will it get to that point? Who knows? But I just I want to see it grow. I don't care if you're a rinky-dink page with five fans or if you're a page with millions of fans. I, I want to see the sport grow. I want everybody happy with the sport. I don't want any animosity and any negativity. If you wrap a if you wrap a college baseball page and you ever want us to talk about you, give us something to talk about. That's all I can say. Or shoot us a message. We'll bring you on. Yeah, the show. <laughs> absolutely. There, there's a standing invitation for uh, for anybody if they want to jump on here and join with us to to come on and do it. One hundred percent. Don't mind, and we'd probably enjoy the company. Absolutely. I am. I really. I, I'm ready for someone to be a guest with us on here. It, I, we are due for a guest. <laughs> well, as that stands, uh, I did have a person reach out to me that is interested in joining up with us. Really? That's an, Ar- that's an Arkansas fan. Woo! <laughs> now, 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 I'm interested. It's uh, a guy named George that I do a college basketball show with. Okay. Okay. So. Very cool. Well, I'm all for it. Absolutely. I love talking some smack to some hogs. You'll never hear me complain. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so we're looking, I'm looking at a couple of the scores right now. Speaking of the hogs, I see they took out army seven to five today. That's a, it's a good one for them. Um, Iowa beats co-college. I know all that. I know, I know who Coe is. <laughs> Do you really? They're actually a D2 school in college football they really? have, yeah they have a solid college football program that they're, they're typically going to win more than they lose in football i got gotcha. you typically 
Um, they're not a perennial powerhouse or anything like that, but they're they're in that you know 500 range just about every year. Uh, okay. Little small school out in Iowa, and I and I love that Iowa brings them in and plays them and gives them a sure. day like that. Uh, Absolutely good good for Iowa on doing that. I'm also looking. I see Vanderbilt's gone final twelve to one over Tennessee Tech. Looks like very good pitching again today for them. Six hits, one run, uh, two walks, and fifteen strikeouts. Can't ask for a better performance from your guys midweek. Um, and if if you noticed, uh, our typical Sunday starter Devin Futrell came in as a reliever today. Saw that, yeah. I was. <laughs> That's an interesting thing to see, but I have a question here. I'm looking at the stats. I see that Enrique Bradfield Jr., who congratulations on hitting 100 career stolen bases to him. Um, he was 0 for 4 today with a run. He had a, one walk, and that's it, but he had four stolen bases. Yeah. Well, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing the stolen bases that he had. I'm seeing four. he got left on four times. I'm trying to figure out how he got on base. Uh, I guess he probably had like a fielder's choice or something. Fielder's choice, yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because I don't see any strikeouts. I'll send out, I'll, I guess I should put that uh, out there that I fell asleep earlier, took a nap with my son, and I'm still getting into the element of life right now. So. <laughs> now the, the one thing that I do want to mention uh, – with our bats, we, we have struggled at the plate all year long. Mm-hmm. Uh, RJ Shrek hit his third home run. He hit two over the weekend. He hit another one today. That's his third one on the year. Wow. Uh, his bats starting to come alive. He hit 18 at Duke last year. So he does have some pop in his bat. Uh, see some other uh, batting averages uh, starting to climb up. Parker Nolan's up to 302. R.J. Austin, who had a really, really nice weekend, is up to 339. So the bats are starting to come alive a little bit. Gotcha. Uh, and, and for me, that's a good trend. Absolutely. After this weekend, we were 14th in batting average, 14th in slugging percentage, 14th in on-base percentage. You got to get the bats to to come alive if you're going to play, play a role in the SEC. Absolutely. Um, speaking of the SEC, we have uh, Tennessee is in a battle currently with Boston College in the bottom of the seventh. Boston College leads four to three right now, and whew, that actually that shocks me right there. I see Malia is finally playing. He's um, he's you know he's having a semi slow start offensively, but he's made some noise the last couple of games. He uh, I know he already had an error, which Shot me, and as I say that, Tennessee has tied it at four. Um, but, yeah, I think going into today, Tennessee had six errors on the season. They had add one more tonight. Um, let's see. I want to see who committed that error. If it was a Huna, I'm going to just – nope, it was Blake Burke that actually committed that error. No, not King Blake. <laughs> That's why I name dropped. <laughs> um. So, but yeah, Tennessee though they've been very, very consistent. So I can't, I can't hate on them. So the thing, the thing about using stream yards, 
sometimes you can't tell who is uh, commenting on stuff. Just wanted to throw it out there. What's up, Sam? Glad to have you with us. Uh, thanks again for being a loyal watcher of us. Uh, you've been with you've been in college baseball smack since the beginning, and uh, love interacting with you. Absolutely. And and speaking of which, that is a team I think people should keep an eye on. Uh, South Carolina is extremely good this year. They've got some mm-hmm. solid pitching. They're currently eleven and one. Unfortunately, that one loss was to uh, uh, the Dirty Birds down there in Clemson. <laughs> but you know that's a battle. South Carolina did win the series two to one. And they outscored them 23-12 to 12 over the weekend. So, uh, good showing from South Carolina over the weekend, taking care of the uh, Clemson Tigers. For sure. Yeah, I really like what South Carolina's got going on with them this year. I, I'm ready for conference play to start because that's one of the teams that I really want to see where they truly stand. And I, I have a feeling they will be in the upper half of the SEC this year. I, I really do. I think that uh, I think Georgia is going to be a team that's going to fall off. I think that um, I know Kentucky's going to be down there. Um, Missouri, I don't know. <laughs> so that gives me a perfect segue into this. Uh, there's a team out there that I predicted would not qualify to play in the SEC tournament in Hoover. However, at this point in the season, uh, let me check the scoreboard real quick. They are in the top of the sixth inning with an eight to nothing lead. So might as well say they've got this game won. Uh, they would be currently 13 and 0. And that's kind of significant because we have an award that we call a heat streak. It's awarded to any team that wins 12 straight games. In winning 12 straight games, we feel like you deserve to have some attention thrown your way and let people know that, hey, this team is this team is uh, pretty hot right now. So we've had two teams make it to uh, 13 and0 already. And that would be Wake Forest and Alabama. I think we might even have a graphic for that, but I'm not sure. Bam. Oh, look at that. <laughs> uh, we did have another team today that reached 12-0, and 0, so they'll be getting their own heat streak here uh, shortly. Not sure if we can get it done tonight or tomorrow, whatever. Uh, my graphic guy stays quite busy with his graphics and doing superb yes. work for us. I try. <laughs> but, you know, Alabama's 13-0. and 0. That's a team I want to see play SEC competition because playing teams like Sanford and, you know, that's just not indicative of what we're going to see when they get into conference play. For sure. Their hardest opponent right now was Tennessee Tech. And they beat Tennessee Tech seven to four, and you see Vanderbilt beat them today twelve to one. Sure. If that's any indication, so uh, just wanted to throw that out there. I'm anxious to see what Alabama actually does in the SEC against uh, real competition. Oh, same, same for sure. 
that's I mean Alabama's the team that every season they definitely they always start out with a really, really good at a conference record. And then when conference play starts, like it's like they start in that big slope and then they just gradually drop. I think this season can be the season that that changes because if you actually look, they they have uh, the number one pitching in the SEC now after this past weekend, which was shocks me considering how Tennessee's been with their pitching. But um, you know they they have a very veteran lineup. Uh, Payton started out really hot for them. He was, I mean, he was leading. Or actually, I think he was like top three in the nation in batting average for like the first maybe two weeks of the season, and then he's kind of fallen to where he's going to sit now. But I mean, they definitely have a lot of pop in that offense, and the pitching is well. I mean, at the end of the day, don't care who you're playing, the pitching does what they're doing. You're going to win a lot of games. So, do I think Alabama's a top 25 team? Sure. For right now, I don't mind them being there. I don't know if that's where they're going to end up at the end of the year, but I guess that's what that's what we have this season for. We get to find out. <laughs> yep. And and speaking of Wake Forest, and Alabama may end up getting this too. Uh, last year, every time we awarded our uh, golden broom out to somebody, the following week, they lost. Yep. <laughs> and so far, at this point in the season – our heat streak is undefeated because we awarded it That's to right. Wake Forest for getting 13 and 0. And surprisingly, they dropped the very next game. They got beat today by uh, Coastal Carolina 13 to 11. And, you know, that's an in state rivalry game. And, you know, these, these mid majors get up to play these Power Five conference teams. They really do. So it's not shocking to me that Coastal Carolina could come in there and put up 13 on them uh, because that's a Super Bowl for them. So Absolutely. Uh, more power to Coastal for going in there and uh, getting that dub today and no shade on Wake Forest for losing that game because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to overreact to an in-state rival upsetting a Power 5 team. Sure. And I mean, let's, I mean, Coastal is definitely a top 40 team in the country right now. They've been fringe top 25 all season already. And I mean, if there's a team that my undefeated streak ends to, I would not be ashamed for it to be them. Right. Um, so I guess while we're in our awards phase, um, I guess let's, let's talk about the, uh, the games in Minnesota this weekend. Um, obviously Vanderbilt with the best game of the weekend with their no-no against Minnesota. And then they had the most thrilling win against Maryland, which was a crazy ending. Just, I mean, that game was just fun to watch in general. But. Speaking of Maryland, <laughs> what a week, what a, I am very disappointed in them. I had them in my preseason top 10 and my personal list. Sure. I think they were in the top 15 in the college baseball smack preseason poll. Yep. And, and while I'm on here, uh, I do see a correction. Uh, Coastal is in South Carolina. I do apologize for that. But, you know, it's one of them Carolina rivalries that uh, that's going to go down. But back on this Maryland, they go down to Ole Miss last week and don't put up a good showing. Then they go up to Minnesota this week and go over. And – 
not only go over, but they lost to Ole Miss again. They've lost three out of four to them. Uh, they couldn't beat Vanderbilt. That was really struggling. We left we left thirteen guys on on the plate or on the bases against Maryland, and they couldn't take advantage of it and beat us. And then they got smacked around on Sunday. This, I'm not understanding what's going on with Maryland, but because of their poor showing at the Cambria Classic in Minneapolis, the Maryland Terrapins have been awarded this week's Dirty Sock Award. So the Dirty Sock, if you're not familiar with that, that's given to a team that just goes out and absolutely lays an egg, and that's what they did this weekend. So they get the nasty, dirty, stinky, smelly sock. <laughs> Absolutely. And I will say, though, a close second for the dirty sock was uh, definitely Michigan. They went 0-5 on the week, and it yep. was a painful week for them. Now they have seven games this week, so we'll see if they can bounce back from that goose egg they left. But, yeah, Maryland, whew. I'm very disappointed because Maryland's a team that – I mean, they should be a regional team for sure. But now, I don't know what they're going to do because they – I mean, really, they had not even hit the meat of their schedule yet. Yes, they played some talented teams recently, but when Big Ten play starts, yep. I mean, they almost could win every game in the Big Ten and probably not get in due to their, all the losses they had in the games that mattered. So, and And now they've got some company in the Big Ten. You got Illinois out here playing well. You mm-hmm. got Ohio State that went out and won the Frisco Classic this weekend. Mm-hmm. You got Iowa that that team is their pitching is just absolutely unreal. Uh, they've won seven games in a row, mm-hmm. and now you got Nebraska that started the year off pretty bad. That's starting to gain some traction and playing really well. They really are. And actually, the Nebraska Ole Miss game on Sunday saw some people talking about that might be for a spot in the top 25. We see that Ole Miss won the game, but if Nebraska is being considered after the poor start to the season they had, that that's telling that they've got that ship righted and headed in the right direction. For sure. Let's see. And actually, um, Nebraska won against Northern Colorado last night. They're playing – or no, I'm sorry, they won tonight against Northern Colorado 12-1. They play them again tomorrow. Then they have a series with Illinois State this weekend. So, I mean, honestly, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Their next nine to ten games are winnable, and then they have Illinois. And that's – we're going to find out where they really are when they play Illinois. Right. And Illinois going into Southern Miss last weekend and taking that series, uh, that was an eye-opener for me. For sure. I didn't know Illinois was going to be good like that, but apparently they are. Absolutely. And, you know, the way Illinois has been playing, I mean, man, it's hard to, you know, say that they're not going to end up as a top 16 team at the end of the season. I mean, they have actually looked really consistent and, I definitely look forward to seeing where the season goes with them. But, unfortunately, for them also, they're in the Big Ten. And, I'm, excuse me, I remember a few years ago they had that amazing season and they really didn't get any love in the polls for it. 
So I'm just looking at the Big Ten scoreboard tonight. Uh, once again, uh, Northwestern going down. Not a good thing. Not for that program. And Minnesota on the verge of a win. What's the score? Uh, Minnesota is up five to two and eight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me happy. I, I love to see a winless team finally get that, that first win of the season. Hopefully this can be the motivation they need to turn the ship around and start playing up to their potential because – Minnesota has been so good over the last few seasons, and I know we've pretty much echoed this on every show so far. Them being 0-9 is just it's adding a right. They, they have too much talent to be that bad. So, we, got, we do have eyes on another program tonight uh, in this, this midweek uh, portion of the schedule. Uh, Trying to find out where, the, trying to find out their uh, schedule today to see if they play. Oh, they do play. Troy. Yes, that's that is that's actually who I just pulled up. <laughs> yeah, they've got a tough little uh, five game stretch this week. Uh, made it to eleven and zero, and tonight they're playing Florida Gulf Coast. They're we got currently tomorrow night. They're currently leading uh, five to two in the fifth. Wow! And we like to highlight these uh, these mid majors because without mid majors, college baseball wouldn't be what it is. Uh, you know, Troy is one of them programs. You you hear about them every once in a while, but I don't think they ever get the credit that they deserve for being a solid athletic university. And they really are. I mean, they're two hours away from where I currently live. And with Troy, I mean, in football, every year, Troy is always a menace. I mean, every season. This year, they had a very good team. Um, I mean, a few years ago, they beat LSU. Shouldn't have happened. Um, I mean, they're always consistent in in football. But now that they're finally getting there in baseball, I mean, I'm I'm thrilled to see it. Because, I mean, that program, I mean, they have a little bit of money. Don't get me wrong. They do. But. If you go look at their facilities and everything, basic. So I'm very, very happy to see where they are. I mean, this year they've, um, in state wise, they beat UAB, but they also beat USC Upstate, who has, we've actually talked about them on our last show. You know, they actually started out pretty hot, and then unfortunately they took a few losses, but they do hold a win over uh, Clemson, USC Upstate does. So Troy sweeping them, I mean, that's, that's not bad. Right. And then they went 32 and 24 last year. So being starting a year out red hot like they are is not a surprise. Absolutely and not. Yeah. I'm looking forward just to see where they end up on the season. Uh, see if they can challenge uh, a team like, uh, I believe, Southern Miss is in that conference. Mm-hmm. Yes. Southern Miss is in there. And Southern Miss is the odds on favorite to win it. And Georgia State's in there, team that hosted a regional last year. So I think it's going to be fun to see if Troy can get in there and battle with those two teams. And I think I just said that wrong. Georgia State didn't host. It was Georgia Southern that hosted yes. last year. Which uh, is the next team I want to talk about tonight, actually. 
And, <laughs> you know, I want to see if they can get in there and uh, uh, rub some elbows with those two teams and maybe make a statement and take one of them down or both. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, Troy this weekend, they have a uh, three-game series with UCF. They have Florida Gulf Coast against tomorrow night. That's a five-game stretch for – that's a nightmare for any program considering UCF has been – They've yep. been pretty hot this year. They really have been. Um, now, that leads me into talking about Georgia Southern, who many people sh should respect because they have a very, 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 very good team. They um, they took the series, they took two or three from UCF uh, this past weekend. They have Georgia tonight and tomorrow, but then they have another Big Ten terror, Rutgers, this weekend, who we're waiting on Rutgers to be Rutgers. Right. And – I say that if Georgia Southern can get through this week, I say you give me four or five games, they win those. They're, that's another team that's knocking on the door to be in the top 25 for sure. Right. And and speaking of Rutgers, they're, this, this team, I, I personally had them uh, – I think I had them like 24 or 25. Mm -hmm. They should have been in the tournament last year. Yes, they uh, should. Have. They didn't get in, and they have started out with a four and seven record. Uh, lost the series opening weekend at Campbell. Uh, they've lost at Ball State and Boston College. They got swept this weekend by UNC Greensboro. They're just, they're just not uh, measuring up to what the groundwork that they laid last year. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent agree. I'm wondering if they must have they must have lost quite a few players off that team from last year. I haven't looked deep into them, but I mean that's that's definitely a big drop off for them. Oh, anything out west catch your eye last week? Yes, uh, Cal State Fullerton taking two or three from Texas. Texas is continuing to just throw that gasoline on that dumpster fire this year. And it's, it's a shame to see because the Texas team that I saw play LSU last week, that showed some promise. And now that also could have been because it was at home in a very hostile environment, but that was a crazy, crazy environment to witness. Uh, and then they play Cal state Fullerton. And I guess, you can almost call me a Fullerton homer because I've talked about Fullerton on every show that we've done. I think it's just because I've always liked the program. But they, uh, Fullerton is finally – I think they're finally getting that ship righted. And I think it's about time for Fullerton to start hitting a couple streaks here because they, they definitely have the talent. And they showed that against Stanford in week one. And the fact that they can take two or three from Texas, I feel like that's a very good spot to be in. I know Texas is definitely down this year compared to past years. But I think Cal State Fullerton is a team to definitely keep your eyes on. And we, we have one of our favorite people uh, chiming in, Jody Robinson. I am a Fullerton homer. Damn it. <laughs> what do you know about Fullerton? <laughs> <laughs> do tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know, and I, I'll say this. We played Fullerton in Omaha. 
in, I want to say it was 2014 or 2015, one of those two years, and had Nebraska weather not intervened, Vanderbilt doesn't make the College World Series finals that year. Mm-hmm. Because they had a pitcher on the mound, a soft-tossing lefty that was just eating us for lunch. Had a had thrown like a two-hitter into the eighth inning, and they postponed. I remember that game. And they postponed the game instead of uh, calling it, and. They waited out the night, and it got it just got to be too late. Instead of calling the game, they they brought him back out the next day. He was no longer pitching. Will Toffee, it was in 2015, Will Toffee comes out. We score the winning runs, end up winning the game. Had, they, had that rain not intervened, Vanderbilt was beat the night before. Yeah. So I will 100% always give Fullerton the respect. I think they got jobbed in that game, but I can't really complain because the the Commodores did benefit from that. There you go. I've always just I've I've like I like Fullerton. I always I don't know. It's like I feel like they're like all right. So when I look at like certain college football teams, let's say you look at University of Alabama, you see Nick Saban, you see someone that's like they're they're strictly business. That's how I, that's how I just they just have the aura about them. For me, Cal State Fullerton in the early 2000s, the late 90s and all that, they had that aura about them. I love to see that. And because of that, I've always just kept up with them and always will because I don't know. I just, I just, I just, like, I just like them. I like the Titans. <laughs> and, and, and we can remind everybody that Cal State Fullerton is actually one of those teams that's in the discussion of greatest team ever. Yes, absolutely. Because, because if you remember, didn't they go like 72 and 14 the year yeah, they it was a college? Crazy, crazy. You know, it, when you win the college world series and you got a record like that, you're in the discussion as one of the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put, you know, for me, it's Fullerton's in that discussion. The 2019 Vanderbilt, the 2009 LSU, you know, those are teams that are in line to be called the greatest ever. Uh, despite some fancy regular season records and from two teams that wear orange. Uh, wait a minute. Would that be Oregon State and Tennessee? <laughs> that put together fancy regular season. You don't get to join the discussion of greatest teams ever unless you win a championship. And here's a fun little sidestep for that Oregon State team. Uh, you know, they went and they lost to LSU, and they lost to uh, the pitcher in that game was Caleb Gilbert, who was a very reliable pitcher for LSU for the seasons he was there. And then, unfortunately, he, he had some arm issues, had surgery and all that, and just never, never really got back into his own. And he had to um, – he actually – he just hung it up. He, he quit playing baseball. And uh, he actually now owns a woodworking shop here locally in uh, Hoover. And they make like very high end furniture and all that. And it's just crazy to see someone that did what he did in that game, not being a regular weekend starter, just kind of really a fill in because we had an injury on our pitching staff. 
now he's not even playing baseball anymore. He's, you know, making tables. <laughs> and and there we have Mr. Bubba, one of the creators of this group. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I know he's got a lot, a lot of stuff going on. I think he's got a knee injury right now from work. Uh, working, still working a lot of hours, family at home, got some visitors in, uh, got a lot going on and looking forward to getting him on here at some point in time, but For sure. understand, understand that he's kind of busy right now. If you call that busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and never mind that, uh, his oldest son, their high school just played in a state tournament today in the state of Iowa. So. And his, son's, and his son's in the in the band uh, at that school. So, okay. you know, uh, kind of a busy, busy time of year for him. For sure. <laughs> you know, we're hitting that softball stage right now. And, man, I uh, practiced last night. The coach, I could tell she needed a little bit of help, so she asked if I could catch. And I'll just tell you, I hadn't caught in 18 years. <laughs> and this morning I get up to go to work. My legs were locked up. My back was locked up. I was like, oh, my gosh. Where, so. Did your knees crackle a little bit when you got down in position? Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I kid you not. My left knee actually did pop. I was like, oh. And then it was all good. Thankfully, I didn't take any foul balls off my body or anything, so I survived. Man, it felt see, like it was never going to end. But see, you got that good beard game going on. If the, if the foul ball hits you, it's probably not going to hurt. I was going to bounce. Yeah, it's going to bounce right <laughs> off of it. <laughs> Iowa, oh, here we go. Here's a question. Who did Iowa beat today? They beat Co College. Chris knows about Co College, and I have never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Co College is a small school out in Iowa. Uh, you know, right now they, you know, I think they might be a Division II club, but I'm not sure. But, you know, they're solid when it comes to football. They, generally have a you know if they're right around the 500 mark in football most years and i think it's credit to iowa for bringing a small school like that in and letting them kids experience what it's like to play big time baseball sure. at the collegiate level absolutely um so every week on our podcast i go into a segment where i talk about my crazy stat of the week and obviously it's always about southeastern Louisiana because what they do on the base pass is ridiculous and how they get on base. But this week, that is not my team. Even though, let me just say, four, 54 hit by pitches in 12 games now going into the day. That's Jesus. absurd. But the team that I'm talking about today for my crazy stat of the week is the first team that I can remember that won, technically won a game but lost the game, and that's Louisiana Tech against Ole Miss last week, where they had the lead, but due to the previous inning, Ole Miss did not want to resume the game. They wanted to resume the game. They wanted to either postpone it to a later time. Louisiana Tech wanted to play that game and finish it. They were winning, I believe, five to four when the game got called, but since the inning had not finished, they gave the score from the previous inning and gave Ole Miss the four to three victory. That right there, Louisiana Tech went five and zero oh last week. In my eyes. But that I think that rule needs to be changed. I I, I get what they're doing, but uh, it was so stupid. 
So stupid. So let me address that rule because you're not the first one that's ever seen it here. 2018, Vanderbilt is playing at MTSU. It's like four to one, bottom of the fourth. Vanderbilt puts up like 12 runs, jump out to a big lead, and go to the fifth inning. Well, we scored we scored the runs in the top of the fifth. Okay, we take the lead. The game's at MTSU. And here comes the thunderstorm. We wanted to finish the game and wait it out. MTSU said no. And then MTSU was coming to Nashville later on in the season. We're like, well, we'll just finish it up there. Again, MTSU says no. So, because of the rule being what it is, it reverted back to the last completed inning, which was the fourth, and it went down as a no contest. No, I would have been. I would be okay with a no contest. <laughs> but you want to get that midweek win, though. Oh, absolutely. I, no, I'm saying like if I were like in Louisiana Tech's shoes, at least not a loss. I don't right. like the idea of a loss being thrown. Right. So but that, still that rule is – I can understand it if it reverts back to the fourth inning it's no contest. Yes. But beyond the fourth inning, you have to finish the game. I agree. If, if, the, if, if one of the teams is willing to play it, you have to be willing to finish it. You just can't. I agree. I, I don't think you should have the power to say no. Yep. So – Especially if you're going to play later in the season at some point. You know, I hadn't looked at their schedule to see if they do. But, in my opinion, Ole Miss, La Tech, you're what? 200 miles apart? You figure out a way to finish the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no excuse for it. It's it's ridiculous. Um, and La Tech, I mean, they... I mean, they took... They swept Northwestern last week, which really, unfortunately, is not saying much at this point. But, I mean, that... That would have been a five and zero week that would have just looked really good for them, and it's a shame. But we got to move on, I guess, and hopefully La Tech keeps it up because I like when the state of Louisiana is doing good at baseball. Yeah, it's, to see La Tech having a good year is always good. So, you know, I wish they would have finished the game somehow or waited it out. You know, the whole deal with MTSU when we, when it happened to us. We all knew the weather was coming for three days before it came. Mm -hmm. So you know the weather's coming. Instead of starting a game at 4 o'clock, knowing you're going to run into rain, move the start time up, start earlier, do something and make an effort to get that game in. 100% agree. And, you know, that weather, that was, that was some of the weirdest weather. Um so we got hit pretty hard with it here. I know up in Tennessee got hit hard with it because it went a little bit north. Um, you know, Baton Rouge saw none of that weather somehow. It went right over them. That's crazy. That yeah, crazy. so they, they were able to get their games in no problem last week. LSU went 5-0 and for the week. I guess if you want to count Monday as part of that week since it was part of the series, I'll, I will. They, um, they outscored their opponents 57-4 to over the weekend. Um, three uh, mercy rule wins. 
wasn't really much of a challenge. It was nice seeing Tommy White finally get his home run and he hit two in that game. Uh, Cade Beloso came in off the bench and he uh, he actually got a start yesterday and he, he got a couple home runs looking really good. Um, Dylan Cruz is Dylan Cruz. I mean, LSU is actually sitting at a point right now where they have the best fielding percentage they've had in quite a while. And a Jay Johnson team with a good fielding percentage is weird to me because he is notoriously a coach of a team with a bad fielding percentage. But LSU, uh, I believe, was sitting at 992 with only, uh, I want to say it was three, maybe three, two, no, two or three errors on the season. And I mean, it was, it was like none of us. Well, I tell you that Trey Morgan did have an error the other day, and he was the only he's the only uh, starter with an error on the season. The rest are backups or a pitcher. So can't really complain on that front. And this weekend we have uh, Samford at home, which is again not really saying much for us in terms of the challenge department. But we have Lamar tomorrow night, which for me that's that's an awesome midweek matchup to have, and I'm very excited for that game. Wanted to touch on uh, Jody brings it to our attention. Missouri's playing better than expected this year. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, they are playing much better than expected. Uh, had a really nice showing out there in the college baseball classic, which Vanderbilt went two and one in. Uh, Missouri had a good showing out there, knocked off Texas. Uh, the, the only problem with that is once they get it, SEC such a different animal <laughs> when, mm -hmm. when they get when they get into the SEC play. Is that going to translate into winning some SEC games? Uh, that's sure. something they haven't done in quite a while. And you know, I'm just going to say it: good Missouri baseball is going to make the SEC better. I 100% agree. No, and it's just I, like a. I fully believe iron sharpens iron. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, Missouri's always had a pretty consistent team since they joined the SEC. They definitely a few seasons ago when they had good pitching, good defenders, and they, you know, they made a mark. This year, they're definitely, definitely surpassing all expectations, and I'm loving every bit of it. Yep. Because they they have not had an easy road to do it. They haven't had the Alabama schedule to do that. They have no, really they haven't. They've had to earn everything. Um, you know, looking yeah. at the schedule. Go ahead, yeah. Taking two out of three at the college baseball showdown. You know, down there in Arlington at the Rangers facility, you know, that's a good showing. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and speaking of Arlington, uh, UT Arlington's actually up eight to five late against PCU right now. That's that's interesting. I'm wondering if did TCU play their best ball of the season? I had to. I mean, it's, at it's like Arlington. It's like they prepare for the College World Series the first weekend of the season. <laughs> I mean, that's just – I think that's got to be what it is. Um, it's just, so, it just seems like they played their best ball of the year at that tournament. And yeah. They haven't been the same since. Absolutely not. And it's, it's very strange because I my, – like myself and pretty much everybody else, we, we all thought TCU was top five team after that. And the way they played, I mean, it, there was no arguing it. Best resume in baseball at that point. Right. So, I don't know. But I know one thing, looking at this weekend's schedule, there are actually quite a few good matchups on there to pay attention to. Um, 
I think a very underrated series is the Stanford and uh, Southern Cal series. I think that is a uh, that's I I mean Southern Cal they they went o two and one against Auburn on the road, but they were very competitive in those games. Auburn's a very respectable program. Um, it being at, I mean I don't really know if it'll make a difference if it's at Southern Cal or Stanford. It's at Southern, this series is at Southern Cal. Stanford, they're going. I think they're going to have their hands full this weekend. I, re, I really do. I think I think Stanford should come out on top and at least take the series. But I, I think they're going to have their hands full with uh, Southern Cal. So, got some drama unfolding in Knoxville. I like some drama. Uh, five to five, top of the ninth. Uh, Boston College at the plate. Nobody out. Uh, nobody on. They just started tonight. Okay. So, I was hoping you're gonna say bases loaded. <laughs> uh, looks like Zach Joyce has uh, got to pitch a couple innings or so, and uh, they brought in Seth Halverson to to seal the deal there. But uh, we'll we'll see if he gets the job done and if Tennessee can pull this out in the night. Sure. Absolutely. I hope I I hope it ends up being some kind of dramatic ending. I want something fun to happen there because that's it's always nice to see a team with their back against the wall, especially in the midweek. Um, Wouldn't it be just a Tennessee thing for uh, somebody like uh, Blake Burke to hit a solo shot in the ninth to walk it off, or or Maui Ahuna after all that drama this year to uh, <laughs> come to the plate and hit a walk off home run? And get their twelve straight, twelve straight win to get a uh, a heat streak. We got so many will, boards, I get them confused. I will say this: I will not put a Tennessee heat streak on our screen until Randy Jowers is on the show. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I like that. I think he has to present it because I refuse to present that to him. <laughs> So, Chris, let me ask you for this weekend, who do you have? Wake Forest at Duke. I'm going to go Wake Forest takes that series two to one. Okay. That's 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 where I'm leaning. I, I mean, that's that's a fun series right there. Duke has been pretty consistent this year. They, uh, they're nine and three on the season. They uh, – they, Killed Baylor. I mean, they just made Baylor look like a middle school baseball team. Um, but that being said, um, yeah, Wake Forest, though, I think that uh, they're probably going to be pretty mad going into that series after suffering their first loss. So, ain't no telling what we're going to see this weekend with that series. That's a call out right there. Mr. Bubba saying he's taking Duke. Okay. Okay. I like that. I mean, honestly, this will be the biggest challenge for Wake Forest this season, really. Um, yeah, that'll that'll be a good that that should be a good series. Just miles apart, you know. Yeah. So, I, I think it's going to be. Uh, I, I think it's going to be Wake Forest wins two to one. I can see that. Um, let's see. What was another good series this weekend on here? Um, 
Liberty at East Carolina is another oh, good series. That'll be that'll be tasty. Absolutely. Uh Virginia at North Carolina. That's one I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch that one actually. Um, two, top, two top fifteen programs right there. Yep. Uh NC State travels to Miami this weekend. That I mean, I know Miami had a they had an off weekend this past weekend against Florida. This right here, this will be their make or break, I feel like. And then uh Iowa finally, Texas Tech too. Vanderbilt finally gets a reprieve for weekend. They play at home against Loyola Marymount. Uh I will welcome the refreshing aspect of not having to worry about dropping two out of three. And I watch as I say that. They're getting our, swept. Our, <laughs> our batch will be dead and we'll get swept. <laughs> I mean, Loyola, they're five and five. Um, Oklahoma State took two or three from them. So. And I want to highlight one series that we haven't touched on. Um, There's a team out here floating around. Very, very good. They just took two out of three against Miami. Uh, The Florida Gators are hosting uh, Siena this weekend. And why I want to bring that up is today we had a retirement in college baseball. The longest serving head coach in college baseball uh, decided to retire today. The Siena uh, coach announcing that this morning. And for me, you know, you hate that it's coming early in the season like that. But, you know, we know things like that happen. But I want—I wanted to give a shout out to Sienna that, you know, we we see you. <laughs> and yes. we see your the longevity of your coach and how you've been able to maintain all these years. Uh, Tony Rossi was amazing for that program. I can't imagine keeping a job for 54 years. I mean, that is just a long time. <laughs> That, that tells me he was doing something right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, a crazy stat is, I mean, win percentage was under 500, but yet he still had, you know, five MAC championships. They actually had a, um, I want to say it was like 34 and 22 record in the MAC tournament. And uh, they're like third overall in the conference and in, in cha- uh, conference championships. I mean, it's amazing. They made two NCAA regionals in his uh, tenure. But a thing to mention also is that I believe it was only like about thir- maybe th- it was like 31 years or something like that that they'd actually been D1. So, I mean, the whole time they actually didn't qualify for it for a lot of the seasons. So, they made two regionals. Actually, um, their first ever regional victory was against Dallas Baptist. It's, you know, and you hate to see a guy like that walk away, but, you know, when you're building a new program and you keep that kind of longevity, uh, it, it's something to be impressive about or be impressed by. Absolutely. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, I, I'm with Bubba on this. I think that makes John Anderson the longest tenured active coach in college baseball right now. Uh, I believe so. At, at Minnesota. So that's amazing. 
I know Tim Corbin's got 20 years at Vanderbilt. He, I don't think that's close. He wasn't, was Dave Van Horn at Arkansas before Corbin got to Vanderbilt? Or, or was that later? I want to say he came later. Obviously, I'm Googling that one now. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Van Horn has been oh he's in season twenty right now he's starting 03. Okay, so Corbin, uh, Corbin and uh, Van Horn same time. I didn't realize Van Horn had been in Arkansas for that long. I know he's I mean I knew he'd been there for a long time. I just didn't realize it was that long. Well, but, then. Then you get, but then you get a place like uh, uh, Florida State that's got a first-year coach. <laughs> well, that makes me wonder with Sienna. I wonder if um, he had like a coach-in-waiting situation or if they're actually going on the market to hunt for a new coach. The drama has intensified. Uh-oh. 6-5 Boston College. Runners at the corners. Two out. <laughs> And I'm just guessing they might be making a pitching change. Probably just guessing, so. Just guessing. I'm not watching it. I think Randy's actually watching it. He is. He just got home, he said. And this is crazy. I can't I can't imagine leaving Halverson in to you know, after giving up a run and a couple of hits and yeah. not looking like the South Halverson that we expected him to look like. For sure. Bubba says, John Anderson's been at Minnesota for about 41 years. Dang. <laughs> Dang. That's a long time. That really is. I mean, I think anyone that stays somewhere over 10 seasons, that's that's impressive. 41? Good Lord. Man. Another, yeah. spice, another spicy series is going to be uh, number 16 UCLA at Oregon. Yes. Let's see if Oregon can finally put the pieces together and have a solid weekend. Number 23 Iowa at Texas Tech. That that actually I think is going to be the most entertaining series of the weekend because even though Texas Tech is probably the most inconsistent team in the country, they either they're either fantastic or they're flat. And I really want to see I want to see both teams with their A game going into that series because Iowa showed me that they've got the skill. Now I want to see them keep you know putting it out there. The only negative is I hate that Texas Tech got bumped from the top twenty-five because. That would have looked really, really good. I mean, it's, I, I mean, winning the series would still look great for Iowa. Man, that would have just been a cherry on top to have a, a big top twenty-five matchup like that. I just, I just got to know if uh, our our good friend Ben Fry is sweating this weekend a little bit. Eleven and one Washington State at number twenty-five Oregon State. 
I'm excited for that. Washington State's definitely come on this year, and they've played some fantastic baseball. I think if Washington State wants to, you know, make that next step, this is this is their weekend to do it right here. Here's one that might get interesting. New Jersey Tech at Missouri. Okay. New Jersey Tech is a thorn in the side to many teams. This, that's going to be interesting. Say that'll, that'll be a fun weekend. Absolutely. Let's see. Just scrolling through here, just seeing who plays who. See, Bellarmine, a another solid mid-major going to Indiana. That'd be that'd be interesting. Let's see. Um, Not seeing a lot more beyond those. Yeah, this is this is that you know, prep Cal State, weekend. Cal State and Pepperdine. I like that one. Um, UC Irvine Gonzaga. That man, that's going to be a low-scoring series. I really think it's going to be down to the pitching in that one. Um, oh, hey, actually, here's a uh, interesting series: Oklahoma at Houston. La Tech in Arkansas. Ooh. That one got spicy last year. Yes, and that can be some uh that can be some redemption for La Tech right there. They they need that. Um and when I say redemption, I mean due to the old miss fiasco. They just need to beat an SEC team. Um I did I did see where Arkansas has announced that Brady Tiger did not have a tear. Oh, good, good. It, it was only a strain. Uh, he should be back throwing in a couple of weeks. He's going to take some time off. But they did lose another player this week to injury. I want to say it's a pitcher that's having his procedure done in the morning. Jeez. I think. That may have been That's posted. Crazy. It may have been posted yesterday. I I did see where uh, when they made the announcement, they said his procedure would take place in the morning. Okay. Whether it was yesterday or today. I gotcha. You know that man, Illinois and Coastal. That's gonna be fun this weekend. That would be. That would get spicy. Absolutely. I love using that word spicy. <laughs> it's, it's a good way to use in baseball. Coastal's got a stretch, though, this weekend. So they got three right there with Illinois, but then they have uh, Campbell midweek next week. Boston College ties it up with a home run from Christian Moore. Man. I think that's his name. Ain't his name Christian? Uh, yeah, Christian Moore. I think so. And the one that you don't want to see at the plate is 
Blake Burke in the bottom of the ninth in a tie ball game with nobody out. That's crazy that they tied it up. Um, and no, yep. I swear to God, if he hits a walk off home run right here, I'm calling you the the nostril propeller head. (laughs) (laughs) It's all, it's always the prescient tweet, is what we call it on Twitter (laughs) land. You'll see it all the time. You'll see it all the time where somebody will say, uh, my life for a walk-off home run here, and somebody will hit a home run, and then they'll all everybody will start retweeting it. Depressing tweet, depressing tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very curious to how this one's going to play out now. Then you have Zane Denton on deck. That doesn't get any better for Boston College for sure. Man. You pulled up the uh, you pulled up the uh, box score, didn't you? Oh, I sure did. <laughs> uh, oh, and he, hit, he hit the home run on a one-two count. Oof! If I'm a pitcher, I think I would have tried to throw some junk on that one-two count, but apparently he left that sucker over the plate. <laughs> Oh, Blake Burt, triple down the right field line. (laughs) Come on, Boston. So, uh, If Tim Corbin was the coach here, you would have a squeeze play. What does Tennessee do right here? Do you you take the risk of a bunt? Do you put a pinch runner in for Blake Burt right now? You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm putting Jazz Love in as a pinch runner. And I'm going to have Denton. Oh, they did bring a pinch runner in. Now I'm going to have Denton lay a bunt down on the first baseline. Absolutely. If this plays out and Tennessee wins by doing this, that shows that we know a little bit about baseball. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm going to have, I'm having Denton bunt it down the first baseline. Absolutely. I mean, that, nothing else you could ask for. Let's see if our friend Randy agrees. I mean, that's why you put the speed in is uh, that's what you're looking to do. For sure. You don't, you don't put the speed in unless that's what you, that's what your intention is. The thing is though, how good of a bunner is Zane? Because this is a very easy situation to mess up. Mm-hmm.
apparently Boston College making some uh, defensive changes to uh, get a better to get a better arm in there. Yep, that's a one-one count. And again, it does not get any easier for Boston College because Dickey is on deck, who is also another good hitter. So, man. This is this is interesting. It really live is. action, live action as it happens. And it's a three-one count. Oh my gosh! I think this is a great closing to the show right here. To be honest, <laughs> we either get oh, to celebrate or screw up. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Boston College has moved five guys into the infield. And it's a three-two count, so he's not going to bunt right here, probably, unless he just really trusts him. So now you let him hat. Oh my gosh. Grounded out to first base. Well then. <laughs> oh my gosh that's crazy I still say risk it I say go for a bunt right here oh you knew and there's and there's nothing wrong you know with predicting plays um we all know that Tim Corbin and Tony Vitello are polar opposites. Yes. We know exactly what Corbin's going to do right here. But is it fair to say that Tony Vitello should do the same thing? I mean. I would hope so. I mean, for him to have the level of job that he has, I mean, there's got to be some common sense there. But if they've moved everybody to the infield, you got to play that too. And true, you know, and they change pitchers, so it's going to be a little bit of a delay. So now, so now it looks like they're they're playing chess, trying to get matchups. You know, uh, lefties against uh, you know, trying to get lefties and on lefties and you know. They're playing the chess. Yep. And that's all that's always fun to see who wins the chess match. Absolutely. <laughs> Bubba says Boston College baseball is showing hockey up. <laughs> <laughs> oh somebody somebody uh 
golden broom red zone basically end the show <laughs> so yeah we, we why not we're we're going red zone at lindsey nelson stadium live on golden broom show tonight uh for your viewing enjoyment to uh to bring an end to this segment this week so as soon as this plays out in the ninth inning here uh we'll we'll discuss it for a moment and then we'll and then we'll call it a show but we don't want to leave until this is over with because yeah this this is too suspenseful i really wish that right here in the center of the screen that we could have like the game just shooting um, and while while we have gotten pretty good with our tech savviness on here, that's that's out of our wheelhouse for the moment. <laughs> so I did see something the other day, and I'm gonna try it. I don't know how okay. it works, but I'm gonna try it. I saw something the other day and I can't remember how, where I saw it at. All right. You got a one, one count right now. It's a Dickie with a new pitcher, lefty Matthew Noonan on the mound. I don't remember where I saw this. Wait a minute. Whoa, wait, what? Oh, my God. Boston College turns a double play. goes to the 10th inning. My goodness. Oh, my gosh. Jared Dickey flew out to center field, and Payne was out at home. Center field, to, he threw the third baseman who threw it home. Oh, my gosh. Can't wow. Remember, I can't remember where I saw this. Somewhere in here, there's a screen, a screen share. I can't remember where I found ah, it. Okay. The only negative about the screen share is it will not let you share anything from like a watch ESPN or any cable provider. It's like it blacks the screen out. I, I may or may not have tried it before. <laughs> and, it, and that's the beauty here is that, you know, this wouldn't be from one of those sites. This is a, it's a box score. Oh. I can't, but I can't remember where I found it. Let me see what I can figure out here. Ha! Found it under present. Share screen. There we go. There we go. Hey. 
I got to figure out how to. That's like screwing with my head right there. <laughs> so how's how's that? Can you see the yeah. box score? Man, I, man, I can see everything. That's perfect. <laughs> Just give everybody an idea of what's going on here. Absolutely. It's like, oh. So how's that? We can do that's, some wild stuff. That's nice. That's very nice to know right there. Boston College Baseball on Twitter. <laughs> that's not a bad idea right there. Try to do a radio broadcast. Well, we've, we've had some fun. We played around a little bit tonight. We did a little bit of a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, play by play. Yeah, did a little did a little uh, golden broom red zone tonight. <laughs> so, but been fun talking to everybody tonight, and for sure. I know Cody's got some stuff to do, and I oh got to, yeah, <laughs> I got I got to finish off my uh, my uh, milk because it does the body good. <laughs> <laughs> And you and you notice I'm using a, a Vanderbilt cup directly from I the stadium. Like it. I like <laughs> it. But you know, we did have we did have the uh, the Golden Broom went to uh, the Louisville Cardinals. They had a really nice weekend. Uh, went down to went down to Houston and absolutely took names down there at the Shriners Classic. They sure did. Again, uh, the Dirty Sock Award went to Maryland for, I'm just going to say, they didn't even show up in Minnesota. Uh, went 0-3 at the Cambria Classic. Uh, very disappointing beginning to the season. And, of course, we have our two flame-worthy awards, or not flame-worthy, these are heat streaks, the difference. <laughs> uh, once you get to 12-0, and 0, we want to bring some attention to your program and let everybody know, hey, this team is heating up. Uh, dust the name Heat Streak. And if they ever get to 20 and 0 or somebody gets to 20 and 0, 20 and 0 we do have something in store for that. Uh, but we're going to have to wait until that happens. We haven't played 20 games yet. We'll see if anybody gets there. Currently, we have five undefeated teams. Well, uh, that number is now four because Wake Forest went down today. It's Alabama, uh, North Carolina State, Troy, Troy and, Virginia. and Virginia. Yep. So we'll see if any of them can get to twenty and zero. If Tennessee Absolutely. wins, if Tennessee wins this game, which they're uh, they're down by one again, seven six in the tenth. If Tennessee wow. wins the game. It'll be their 12th win in a row. Man. That's crazy. Well, guys, we thank you for watching tonight. I'm going to go and help get the kiddo put to bed because she's being a little turd, apparently. So, on that note, um, hopefully something good happens in this uh, Tennessee game. I see Leary just hit a home run. So, like Chris said, it's 7-6 in the 10th right now. So, we'll see how that plays out. But until – 
probably later this week. I know I have softball practice Friday, so maybe Thursday or Saturday we'll do another show, and uh, we'll see you then. All right. Have a good week, guys. All right.